Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros, and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talkstros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros. Your team every day. Brett, where, where can they find you at? They can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter and at Strohs411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always Strohs. Or like today, they can find me on top of a ladder putting shutters on my house. Uh, yeah, that's going to be my morning. Uh, I'm going to have to go over to the soon-to-be ex-wife's house, which is technically still my house, and uh, put some uh, boards up. But uh, that's that's going to be fun, and I'm going to get to see the kids for a little bit. But welcome to hurricane season. Welcome to Texas, Louisiana. Uh, Laura, I don't want you to stay too long. If you can just kind of come and then kind of go away. That would be great, but yeah, it is coming, and it's going to make a landfall sometime either late Wednesday or Thursday morning or somewhere around that time, so uh, stay safe out there. I know that the Astros have already canceled today's game, or sorry, I guess it's technically today's game, but they've already canceled Wednesday's game, and we don't know what's going to happen with the series coming up, but the Astros did split the doubleheader versus the Angels, and uh, apparently... It was the second game was so bad that Brett that thought it was over when the score is like eight to four. So we'll have to talk about that in a little bit. You can get locked on Astros on podcast and app Himalaya as well as Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device play podcast locked on Astros. All right, so game one, it looked like Christian Javier was pretty much in control. The Astros got off to that great lead. Uh, I believe their pitcher had a throwing error. I don't even know his name. But the Angels' 30, 29th player came in and saved a day. I think he went, what, six innings to basically close out the game. So he really saved the Angels' bullpen. And um, I, I'm really confused about something. What team does Colin McHugh play for? He doesn't play right now. But he's signed by the Red Sox, but he's not playing in 2020. Okay, I mean, nothing against – I. I I love what Colin McHugh did, but it's just so funny how he's still talking like he's a part of the Astros team. Colin McHugh said that doubleheaders where the starter doesn't go deep is a nightmare in the first game. Thank God that Javi threw well in the first game and for seven innings. So I know that this kind of threw you for a little curveball here, uh, but I think that this shows how much he fun he had with the Houston Astros and he f- still feels like he's part of a team even though he's technically on somebody else's payroll and the Astros are not paying for him anymore he's still kind of rooting for the Astros yeah you know I mean former players like you know guys like Evan Gaddis Brian McCann they always have great things to say about the Astros I don't ever hear former players talk bad about the Astros unless your name is Mark Fires, who, who won't be pitching against the Astros. That's weird. He, he won't even – I don't even know. Is he even going to travel to Houston when they come here? I mean, that's he like has a hay only nail. – He has a hay, He has a hay nail, so he can't make it. Or um, Yeah, probably. Uh, he's probably. afraid of Laura. He had an ex-girlfriend named Laura, so he can't come. 
Now, he was probably like not not even 18. So, but anyways, we won't go there. But well, I'm sorry, man. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. I wasn't I wasn't Snapchatting, you know, this dude was Snapchatting with the girl that was Okay, that okay. Was and hey, let's okay, talk sorry, some Astros baseball. And how about oh, man, the hurricane? All right. Oh, so, yeah. so <laughs> well, how to segue off of that. So speaking of a hurricane, um, what's happened to Brandon Belak? It seemed like that he was like the next who um I guess the next, I don't know who's a good comparison, but just somebody that kind of came out of nowhere to basically seize a position. He's made two straight starts. I know that this one was on two days rest, so he wasn't on full recovery, but he just, he looked all of a sudden hittable. And especially in that game versus the um, Padres, they they were just doing batting practice off of him. They were teeing off on him, yeah. yeah. It just, I don't know what happened. I, I think the league probably finally caught up to him because that happens well, with them. And it can also, maybe they lose confidence after so many games. Or when you get rattled like he did with the Padres, it's kind of hard to get back out of it. Ask Jose Lima. Yeah, exactly. So Astros, so here's the thing. Astros County actually tweeted this out. And actually Brian McTaggart retweeted it, which I guess is pretty cool. Brennan Belak's first five appearances, 21.1 innings pitch. 13 hits, four earned runs, 15 strikeouts, 11 walks, and only two homers. His last two starts, two innings pitched. Not 21, two innings pitched, eight hits, 11 earned runs. He went from 21 innings pitched and four earned runs to to two innings pitched and 11 earned runs, two strikeouts, four walks, and four home runs. When he's throwing the ball right now, I thought in San Diego maybe had to do something with Maybe it's maybe there's not as much humidity. The air's drier. Maybe he can't they get a grip the on the ball. Oh, sorry, that explains well, my colors. <laughs> no, right, no. But I'm just saying. I think that Belak is just. I mean, guys, he was supposed to be at Round Rock right now. He's not necessarily supposed to be up. I know they projected him to be a late call up, but had he gone through the minor leagues, started eight to ten games. This would happen. And again, once you get tape on a guy, get tape on a guy. But also, he was leaving stuff way up in the zone. I mean, he was he was he was throwing beach balls down the heart of the plate, and that's why they were crushing him. I mean, they're great hitters over there in San Diego, but Belak, he may be going through a confidence issue where he's changing some things or he's he's overthinking pitches. And he just needs to trust his catcher because Martin Maldonado turned things around with McCullers and said, hey, just trust me. So maybe this is a valley. I don't know that he's done or Belak's ruiner is like, who broke Belak? He's not broken. He's a pro, and pros go through struggles. Even aces, Eric, go through struggles. Two years ago, everybody was like, oh, JV is all but done. Verlander is all but done. And what's he done since he's been with the Astros? The guy with Kate, Revan- I mean, uh, uh, Kate Upton. Yeah, well, yes, <laughs> I mean, that probably helps. But you know what I mean. You know what yeah. I mean baseball-wise. Like, he had faded. He was struggling in Detroit. He's getting old, blah, blah, blah. But now he's rejuvenated his career. So he hasn't. He doesn't have a track record. This is his first time pitching in the majors. So he's not Wade Miley. He's not, you know, he's not Tyler Bauer. He's going to throw a ball into the outfield and totally implode or – you know, draw a line in the sand after a strikeout and act like he's drinking a beer and then give up two home runs and lose a game. He's not like that. 
But Belak still has the stuff. He's just got to go back and find that confidence. And Brent Strom is a person that I believe that can help him along with Maldonado. All right, so something that I was pondering as I was getting on notification about Lucas Gilito's uh, no-hitter, or I think he had a no-hitter, right? But what if yes, he did. you had a no-hitter and part of a doubleheader where it's only a seven-inning game? Would the baseball historians or the purists accept that because it wasn't a nine-inning game? It was just a cheapy, just so you don't have to use too many players and you only go seven innings. Or better yet, what if you only have to go six innings? Would that still count? I think it would. I mean, it's baseball's done it to itself. They've said that we're doing seven inning double headers. You have to count it. Now, of course, people are going to say the same thing about the season. It's only Asterix. 60 games. Yeah, Asterix. well, but, but, but here's the thing. I don't, I don't think they're going to put – I don't think you put an asterisk by – a seven inning no hitter. Um, you put quotations around it. <laughs> now, if it right, if it ends though, like in a rain delay, and it's a no hitter, that's different. I mean, I don't know. I mean, a no hitter is a no hitter. If if they give you seven innings to do it in or nine innings to do it in, it can still be a no hitter. I mean, you can take a no hitter into extra innings. You know what I'm saying? So, is it more viable if it goes extra innings? I think a no-hitter is a no-hitter. And actually, he walked one guy. He was one walk away from a perfect game. And the last out was a screaming, tailing line drive to right field that had that outfielder not been positioned properly, that hit probably would have got down. And he would have lost a no-hitter with one out left. So what if you're throwing a no-hitter, whether it's seven innings, nine innings, ten innings, and you just get hungry and you just want to kind of have a little snack because you know you're going to hit the – the buffet afterwards uh what what do you think people could do they could go get a built bar and let me tell you why you get a built bar because even today eric when i was working on my house i actually had a couple built bars and some friends came over and helped me and i said have you ever tried this built bar do you like protein bars and they're like yeah i love protein bars and i'm like try this and literally gave him a sample of it he's like oh my gosh and i said you know what this is i was like if you're health conscious this is for you if you want to maintain or lose weight, this is for you. This is low-calorie, high-protein, high-fiber. It's great for keto diets as well. And I told them they come in all kinds of flavors. They come in like peanut butter, coconut almond, cookies and cream, so much more. They have so many, so many flavors. And it's a candy bar, basically. It's a candy bar. It's a protein bar disguised as a candy bar, but you can't tell it's a protein bar. So let me tell you this. Just what I told my friend, go to BuiltBar.com. Type in the code locked on, you'll get $10 off. Also, you'll get a free cooler with the purchase while supplies last. This will only last for like a week or so. So, we want you to go get this as soon as possible. If they still have it in this relaunch, let me tell you something what they've done, Eric, real quick. They have taken the bars, they're measuring them all the same. They are completely covered with chocolate. They are more candy bar er, is what they say. So go to lock so go to builtbar.com use the locked on code for ten dollars off your next order at builtbar.com. All right. So I know that you might have been thinking today, hmm, when's the last time a no hitter I mean not <laughs> I got no hitter on brain now. When's the last time a double header was actually played at Minute Maid Park? And unfortunately it was on September second in two thousand seventeen. We all know what happened there. That was basically when everything we were all in the middle of the recovery from Harvey. And uh, here we are. 
around the same time uh, with the same situation. Hopefully it's not going to hit us, but it is going to hit the Louisiana coast. So I know that we do have a lot of people that do live in uh, Louisiana that listen to this podcast. I know there's a lot of Astros fans out there. Stay safe. Hopefully you all evacuated. I know they evacuated Galveston today. Uh, League City was a voluntary evacuation, but I think uh, we're going to kind of stand pat. But uh, this is... um, this is going to be a weird few days, definitely without baseball. I know we're not going to have any baseball on Wednesday and Thursday now. So what happens this weekend? I know that Dusty Baker, I don't know if they said anything after that uh, that game that you thought ended an hour earlier. Um, with wow. About the series. Don't shade at me, man. Good Lord. Dude, I was, <laughs> hey, I was outside for six hours. Not only did I put shutters on my house, I put shutters on the house that we're buying which is in the next neighborhood over. So I put shutters on two houses. I didn't even get to really watch the game today. Are you today even because... allowed to do that? I mean, you, what you do don't you mean? own the house yet. The owner of the house who I'm buying it from said, hey, would you help me put the shutters up? And I'm like, hell yes, I'll help you put them up. I'm buying the house. Okay. And so it worked. No, it worked out. Super nice people. Got to know them a little bit. Dude, we got lime trees in the backyard. Okay, Margaritas. I, yes, I need that for my um, yes, cervezas Margaritas. as well. Yep, and our neighbor apparently has a pool, and they have like this gate between us and the neighbor. And I guess I'm going to have to get to know the neighbor so we can go swim in the pool anytime we want. <laughs> What's up, bro? Yeah. So, um, all right. So, Dusty Baker hasn't heard of anything. Susan Slusher uh, of the Athletics. Uh, they've they haven't said anything that they've changed the schedule. Maybe. Uh, nobody knows anything right now. We don't really know how hard Houston be affected. I know that with Harvey, it was more southwest of us, if I remember correctly, and we got the dirty side. So uh, at this rate, and it was a rain event. Yes, and this is a wind event. Two different, two different storms. Yes. So uh, we don't know what's going to happen, but hopefully you get to watch the A's play this week and the Astros play the A's this weekend. And the Astros really need to take care of business. I mean, it may we may be running out of time. I think after game one of the doubleheader, that was basically the thirty game mark. So they're halfway through the season already. Can you believe that? It just seems like it just started. Uh, Justin Verlander threw that opening day game, and then a few days later we found out he was out, some people say, for an entire season. Hopefully he'll be back. I know he threw the other day, but um, George Springer isn't available. He wasn't available for any of the games today. Uh, they said that he's not ready to hit yet. It's just it's nothing major. It's just there's no uh, the x-rays were negative and everything, but they just want to play it safe with their star. And I think that we need him more in October than we need him at this very moment. Yeah, exactly. I mean, anytime you get frogged on with the 98 mile an hour fastball and I mean, yeah, he just, there, there was no reason for him to play today. Michael Brantley's out there playing. I mean, you know, he's running the bases, but I mean, even last night, even the game before the double header, when he got those doubles, he still didn't look like like he stole third, but it was like I don't know. He just he looked he looked like he was grimacing a lot. Injuries has been a major major factor for this team, and we've talked about this at nauseum. I think it, it's it's a it's a it's a byproduct of the shortened season negotiations that broke down from the beginning, and so now players unfortunately are suffering. Because they themselves and the owners couldn't get along. And nothing's more frustrating because now 
we've got a possibility of more shortened seasons coming in the near future. So here's the deal, Eric. I want to know, is there anybody? I know I don't think there's going to be any trades for the Astros, but is there anybody out there that we're aware of that might be a serviceable trade that we could get on a minor league deal um, pitching-wise for the Houston Astros? Uh, it's still kind of – I know that the trade de- trade deadline is in six days or something, but I think the only thing the Astros can really uh, go out and get affordably is probably a reliever. I know that when Jeff Lunau was kind of running things, he liked to get those controllable assets, a.k.a. Ryan Presley. But I don't know if the Astros have the talent pool to do that right now because, like you you said, most of their team, most of their prospects are on the team right now. So would it mean having to give up somebody like a Brandon Belak to get a reliever just for the rest of the year? That that could be something that we could be looking at. But uh, good good thing that Kyle Tucker is coming. Um, Finally, finally, Kyle Tucker is coming up. But I know that Jay Kaplan kind of mentioned Trevor Rosenthal is a – good one maybe um matt barnes of the red sox maybe michael givens of the orioles but there's just not i i don't know if they're gonna really go out and really do too much and i just you're not gonna get a ryan presley trade this year there's just not enough time uh there's you're not gonna throw away a lot of stuff for just one year rental so, or not even one year rental, what a three week rental or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like a four and a half week rental. That, yeah, you, you're not going to. I think the only way you do something is maybe for, for uh, cash considerations. You definitely don't trade it, be like away. Um, Kyle Tucker is leading the major leagues in triples. Do you know how many triples he has total? I want to say six. Well, he has five. Five, I was close. Yeah, he has five. And. Yeah, I thought today was a six, but I but I saw that and he he leads the major leagues in triples, and that's his. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, Kyle Tucker, he has this uh, this just there's something about him. Like he made a diving catch today, and remember how everybody's like, "Oh, Kyle Tucker's lazy. Kyle Tucker doesn't hustle. Kyle Tucker doesn't go after the ball the way that a real major leaguer should." And you know, and I'm like, this dude is sneaky fast. Like you look at Kyle Tucker, and I'm like. Dude, I would so beat that guy to race. But he's really fast, and he's actually a pretty decent outfielder. He's not great. He's not going to be your gold glove outfielder, but he's serviceable. And so, Eric, I think they stand pat. I don't see any reason whatsoever to go out and get anybody. Joe Biagini? Can we just get rid of Joe Joe Biagini? Can can Joe? How about we trade for Joe Biagini? Why don't we send Joe (laughs) Biagini? No, listen, send Joe Biagini to go play for Roger Clemens' team down at the Skeeter Stadium or something. That's what he needs to do. He's absolutely terrible, and I know he's coming off of an injury. I know he hasn't had a normal workload. I know he hasn't had a. He never got his puppies. Oh my God, Eric! Those puppies. You you make me not like puppies when you mention puppies (laughs) and Joe Biagini because that's just not that's not fair to puppies. Um, Joe B. Genie's not funny. His shtick isn't funny. His relieving is not re- and acids when he's on the mound. Like, you remember how, like, they're like Roll Age Relief Man of the Year? Like, I need Roll Age when he's relieving for a year. He's that bad of a pitcher. And again, I criticize major league players. I could never do what they do. I never made it to their level. So good for them. But when you get there, it's about what have you done for me lately? And he just, he stunk it up tonight. So they either 
use him when they're playing like, as Lance McCullers said, A-double-S, or they put him in there when they're kicking A-double-S. So it's the only two reasons why you have him in there. And unless they have a big lead, I'm not happy about him pitching in any game, like at all, like ever. Like if he never pitches again for the Astros, it'll be too soon. Brandon Belak has had a bad five days. His ERA went from 1.69 to 5.40, and so that was pretty bad. I know that he was supposed to start Thursday or something, but uh, maybe they'll give him some time off to kind of reflect on things. And uh, good news for Astros fans is I know that they've dealt with a lot of injuries this year, but outside of two teams, the Astros are going to play the rest, the rest of the way, a bunch of losing teams, the teams with below 500. I believe they play the uh, Dodgers twice, and then they play the A's seven times. So, and then you're, the rest of them, you're going to be playing the Angels type of play uh, teams that basically uh, you can get easily. Like I, I think Jay Kaplan tweeted earlier, like the Astros could go 30 and 30 and still finish in second place in the AL West because it's so bad, and it's true. And uh, but. Where would we be right now without Kyle Tucker, with all the different injuries? Uh, I know that his exit velocity on some of his hits have been really good. Like I think he had a 109.3-mile-per-hour double either yesterday or today. I forgot when it was. But uh, it, it's just good to see this guy. And I believe when he first came up, he had all this pressure because everybody's like, oh, this is the next uh, Ted Williams. And he just he just had it. It was like a deer caught in headlights. He wasn't ready yet. But sometimes you see players like AJ Reed who come up and do the same thing, and they never make it. But then you see that people like uh, Mike Trout, who actually struggled when he came up, even though he had all the promise in the world, and then he then he broke out. That's what Kyle Tucker has done. So guys, in the future, uh, don't judge a certain player too bad be- because of his first two years give him a chance and uh, any closing thoughts yeah definitely i just was gonna um i'm gonna i'm gonna have some closing thoughts and ask you a question then you can kind of wrap um i think kyle tucker is right now the offensive mvp of this team by far hands down he has i mean he has really lit things up i think that right now the pitching mvp has got to be framber valdez with how consistent he is so i'm going to ask you eric if I were to ask you to pick right now in the last 14 days the best pitcher on the Astros starting staff, who would you pick? Would you, I mean, would you agree with me on Valdez or would you go with Grinky? Um, I know Grinky's really pitched really good, but I just I would have to go with Valdez. You got to give him props. You've you've punched him while he was down. Now you got to really give him accolades when he's really riding high right now and uh, I know that there's a lot of uh, uh, praise going to Brandon Belak, and th- then he kind of fell apart a little bit. But I don't. Uh, you would think that Valdez would do that because that's what his history has been. It's like he has a few a good start, then he has two bad starts. Good start, two bad starts. But now he's so consistent, he's so trustworthy, and I, it just I've I I really never thought I would see that. But I'd rather have him start. Mm, now, Grinky, you got to put Grinky in game one of the playoffs if Verlander's not back. But uh, Valdez is, he's up there, dude. And I never thought I would say that. Yeah. I mean, you got Grinky, you got McCullers Jr. I think Valdez is your third, obviously. I mean, Javier yeah, I is your fourth. But still, 
and hopefully we won't have to. No offense to Beeline, because I think he's a. I think he's got a lot of promise. I think he's got a high ceiling. He's got good stuff. He's just in a valley right now. But I think you won't. You will be in a position where you don't have to worry about that. Here's my question, and this is what we need to find out. Because I got people asking me, I have no clue. What in the heck is up with Jose Urquidy? Did he have like a major case of COVID? Because why is he like so slowed by everything? Like Jordan got here. Apparently, Urquidy was progressing quicker than Alvarez, and Alvarez randomly popped up. And I have you heard anything? Maybe maybe I've missed it, but I haven't seen a single thing about him or heard anything about him. I haven't really heard anything either. I think that, I don't know, maybe there's something we don't know about. I know that there's, there seems to be a secrecy about this team that we've never really seen before because you have the ability this year to say uh, there's a condition. There's uh, You don't have to really say stuff. So I think that is due to the coronavirus and whatever else. But I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if he's going to have enough time to get ready to be a starter in the playoffs. Maybe he can come in, kind of take on that David Price on the 2000, I believe it was 17 Red Sox or 18 Red Sox when he uh, David Price was not ready to be a starter. So he was kind of in the bullpen and kind of dominated uh, a little bit. But um, I don't know. I don't think anybody knows uh, what's going on with him, but maybe he just really was that sick and he just didn't have time to train at all. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And that's the thing. I'm just, I'm just wondering because I really look forward to seeing him on the mound. He's got great stuff. 2021, sir. (laughs) I guess so, man. 2020, man, 2020. Can we just get this year? Can we fast? Can we, you know how they had the way back machine in that kid's movie? Maybe we need to wait forward machine. And get to January 1st, 2021. So after October, can we just skip November and December? I'll sacrifice Christmas this year. I don't know, man. I like that Thanksgiving turkey. Um, we did a fried turkey a couple years ago. It's pretty amazing. Um, I think I'm going to do a turducken. But stepped in the middle of the turducken, is going to be a quail. I'm joking. Um, <laughs> you lost I, me. Hello. <laughs> yeah, you lost me. at <laughs> <laughs> what, Eric, you mean I don't complete you? Oh my gosh, dude! What the heck? That's so weird. Why would you? That was, that was a Jerry Maguire reference, wasn't it? Yes. Show me the okay. money. By the way, I saw that with a date, and that was, and there was an awkward scene in that movie to watch with the date. I'm just saying, it was weird. It was like I'm uncomfortable right now. I need to go get popcorn. Anyways, great movie though. Great movie. <laughs> So, guys, uh, make sure y'all take it um, safe. Um, if if you're in a low-lying area or if you're in an area that's prone to flooding, make sure you go ahead and just take it, take this safe route. If you know somebody that lives up north, just go visit them for a few days. And just, uh, Louisiana, buckle up. It's going to be a rough ride. And hopefully that uh, it'll just, it won't sit there and just keep on bringing the rain. So, um, guys, stay safe out there. Uh, continue listening to the Locked On Astros podcast. We'll probably not do a show tomorrow night, but we'll be back hopefully on Thursday, assuming we have power and everything's all hunky-dory. But uh, guys, stay safe and go Strohs.